FM 104.4 FM in Durban. All right, let's get straight into our thinking point. We're focusing on the Presidential Youth Employment Initiative. Lala Maje is the National Project Manager of that particular project uh, at the Department of Basic Education. Lala, good morning to you. Thank you so much for your time today. Uh, good morning, Kathy, and good morning to the listeners, and thank you for inviting us. I think a good place to start with this conversation would be looking at um, the criteria that is currently being used uh, to determine how and who qualifies uh, to be part of this project. There, there's some serious concerns that have been raised around that, so I'm just going to quickly try and run through, or maybe you can do that, uh, Lala, for us. Run us through what the criteria is. Uh, Thank you. Um, The criteria that we've put forward, if I can just indicate uh, to the listeners, that is the same criteria that we have implemented in Phase 1 in 2020 and in Phase 2 and also in Phase 3. So there is no change in the criteria, but I'm just going to the read them. Um, as basic education is implementing um, this on behalf of the presidency, because remember, this is part of the bigger presidential employment stimulus. Lala, I'm, 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 I'm having a bit of difficulty with that line. I don't know if you're able uh, to move around a bit, but it, it's not a strong line. I keep losing you there. Okay. Um, I, uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the, a bit better now. The education department as is one of the 15 departments that are implementing, and we have a category of people we are taking as departments, and we want um, the society out there to note that it's 15 departments and others are targeting other categories. Uh, but the that we have one of them is age, and that we are targeting people between 18 and people residing down the location of the school and we are saying one opportunity per household um, we are saying that young people must meet the requirements per category because we've got um, specific categories that we are targeting at the education sector um, for an example if you are going to assist in a school in a Lala, I'm I'm going to have to interrupt you there. Unfortunately, that line to you isn't great. We're going to try and see if we can't have you back up on a different line because, yeah, we're just not winning. And I want us to be able to hear each other clearly so that we're able to uh, really get the full benefit of the interview that um, the interview that we're trying to have. Let me take a couple of the WhatsApp voice notes that you've sent through on the show. Good morning, good morning, Askethi. Let's say uh, we're going to give uh, the minister, the MEC, uh, Minister Zgalala, a benefit of the doubt. You know, the whole truck, the whole tanker, something that is visible, we can see it, it went to his house, but the minister has got a drink water as well, which is fine. But how about the monies, the monies that are transferred during the night that we can't see? So you see, these things, they are possible. So those who are saying, no, let's give them the benefits of the doubt. You can never, never, never trust these people. 
I am telling you, I was scared. Somebody else on social uh, on the WhatsApp line saying it's shameful times we are living in that we spend hours working our way around ANC thieves, water tankers at the premier's house when there are hospitals without water for days with staff doing 24 hour shifts. How are they supposed to relieve themselves without even mobile ablutions? Uh, that's one message there on social media. Let me take the latest 9.30 news headlines with Anne Musa. We'll be back with Lala Maje, who is the project manager for the Presidential Youth Employment Initiative in the Department of Basic Education. The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. Well, let's get into our thinking point, Lala Maje. I certainly hope that uh, we'll be able to, you're back on a better line. She's with the uh, Presidential Youth Employment Initiative. Lala, you were still running us through the um, criteria that the department is using to recruit these uh, teaching assistants. Uh, yes, Katie. Um, the other criteria, I'll start on the one-on-one opportunity per hi- household. And we said that they should meet the the requirements for the category that they have applied for. We've got six categories. Uh, One is curriculum assistants that are assisting in classrooms, uh, assisting teachers when they are teaching, and uh, learners as they are learning. Um, It means they will support the teacher in a specific subject, and therefore we are saying they should have passed that subject at 40%. These are requirements that were there from phase one. We are also saying that they should have performed in the previous phase. Uh, we have provided the sector with um, tools that they can use um, to assess uh, the young people throughout as they are placed. We are also talking about those that are not receiving any formal wage, stipend or salary. And uh, that includes the 350 uh, that was for COVID grant. No criminal records, uh, those that are not participating in any other leadership. And, and we have compulsory trainings that they are supposed to attend. One of them is general orientation on the project itself so that they understand uh, the project. We also have national school safety framework that is going to guide them on how are they supposed to behave in the school, uh, protocols around uh, COVID, the standard uh, protocol for COVID, and we have digital literacy and financial literacy, which are the compulsory modules that we've offered for them. Uh, we said that they shouldn't have done any misconduct, and we have provided a code of conduct uh, that they have signed when they entered, uh, the fact that they should not have had unfair advantage um, when they are placed where either they are known to the SGP member or SMT member and maybe the same people were part of the interviewing panel or they were uh, uh, unfairly advantaged. Uh, we have also said that they should not be receiving any other grant from government like FUNSA and NFAS. And the last one being that one of not in in employment, not in education or not in training. And it should not be part-time or full-time or online. So these are the 15 uh, categories that we've placed uh, for the young people um, that are going to be transitioned to Mm -hmm. phase three. 
Lala, one of the concerns that is currently being raised is that you have these young people and they're exposed to this opportunity. Naturally, many of them will want to take it as a means to improve themselves, even in as far as the skills that they have are concerned. So some will begin to enroll in institutions of, of higher learning to further their education. And yet... It seems that once they begin to do that, they will be disqualified from the program. And, Kathy, let me also uh, indicate that, as I said, 15 departments that are implementing, some of the departments are targeting youth that are studying or graduates. Uh, But basic education is basically um, targeting youth that are in need. Uh, But let me also indicate that we have received uh, 960,000 applications and we appointed only 277 uh, of the youth that met the requirements. Some of them have have, uh, enrolled in universities at the beginning of the year and they have themselves terminated the the contracts because they are going full time in in studying from end of February because most of the universities started around 25 uh, February so we have seen a majority of the number leaving uh, because they are going to do that but some of them are going because they were encouraged by education by the same initiative we are offering them um, information about funding funding opportunities. And we are also even opening the doors within our own um, uh, opportunities because remember, education has a Funza Lishaka that they are implementing. We have the uh, Department of Higher Education that is implementing NSFAS. So we are opening those doors for them to say, this is an opportunity for you to go and study and focus on your studies and achieve in that regard. And but uh, Lala, people, realistically, how many people are going to that are in the project right now? Because you've just run us through the numbers. Over 900,000 people that had applied. You've only been able to take uh, two, over 200,000 of them, right? How many of those would you be able to uh, give or expose to bursary opportunities, right, that allows them to study further? Uh, we are exposing all of them to the information, but remember, yes, to the information. But how many of them are going to realistically get bursaries? Yes, it's not only about exposing; it's also about taking the opportunity and initiating and applying. Um, some of them have received that opportunity and they have used it. And yes, you are right that it's not the entire 270 that will take the opportunity. But let's look at the numbers: who, how many are actually studying and they have uh, had to terminate um, their, their, their contract because of that. Uh, we find when we are checking at our stats um, that the numbers that have terminated their contract uh, because they are studying, it's not a huge number. It's not even above 10,000 in the entire uh, stimulus, but uh, in the entire 277 that we are placing. Uh, of course, we don't have the final, final figures, but we have the figures of the numbers that are studying. And we have the numbers of those that terminated their services around um, February, which is a, a number that is less than 5,000. But we are talking, we are saying that whilst uh, these youth 
are going to study. We have to encourage them to study. But at the same time, this uh, initiative is a developmental program. It's meant to capacitate the youth. And the youth yes, that but, are but, studying but, but, but you can't, uh, Lala, you can't say that you are encouraging them to study when the circular that we have seen coming out of Limpopo specifically says that they are not allowed to study when they are on the program. So those two things to me sound like they're contradictory. And it it not only says that, but it goes further. And it says that they're also prohibited from finding a part-time work during the course of of their contracts. Um, And yet we know that these contracts are very temporary. They're only in place for about three months, if, if memory serves correct. They are for five months, they are developmental, and they are not meant uh, for the selected few. They are meant for many youth in the country. The country is trying to address a specific category of youth that we know when we look at Stats SA, we are finding that uh, more than 40% of the youth that is unemployed is in need in that specific category. The youth that are studying and those that are are, are graduates, uh, which have other departments that are implementing other initiatives that are going to cater for them. We are finding that the numbers are less in that category. But this is really not uh, just a drive that the basic education is coming with. It's what government is trying to achieve, to reduce unemployment in not only in the youth that are graduates or that are studying, but also to look at those that we know they have no further hope. And many of those are the youth that we find that they are childhood homes. They are in homes where they don't have any other hope of finding any other solution. And some of them have not even uh, received an opportunity to maybe get uh, to this school and and be able to participate. But they have applied and they were not successful. Now is their time to also uh, find that opportunity to get um, that uh, capacity that we are trying to offer. So the, the department and government, is not, I, I think the main thing we need to also look at, not look at basic education employment initiatives in its own. We have to look at the entire presidential employment stimulus if we want to see where government wants to lead in terms of reducing unemployment. Uh, and I, I don't, for, uh, Lala, for I don't think that the question, I don't think that the question is about where the intervention is targeted. It's quite clear where the intervention is targeted. The question is really around why it is when you are targeting this group, you would then say that while you are here, while you're a beneficiary of this program, you can't go and upskill yourself um, because that in and of itself is exclusionary. But let me bring in Nomu Satrembi, who is um, the media officer for Satu, and, and she's joining us on the line. Uh, Ms. Tembi, good, good morning to you. Thank you for your time today. Good morning, Kathy, and good morning to your listeners. As Satu, you've raised specific you know, questions and concerns about the circular that, that has been issued and the extent to which you believe it's exclusionary. Yes, Kathy, we welcome this initiative of uh, this, this, this program. However, we are not happy with a, a certain criteria. As you were questioning earlier on, that, that, that we feel that 
it cannot be that uh, um, uh, um, people who take part in this program are not allowed to 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 to, to study part time. Uh, we understand full time because cannot be at school and also be studying on a full time basis. But people have a right to study part time, have a right to upskill themselves, and they also they should also should not be. A, 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 a barred from 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 finding a part-time part-time employment because uh, 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 it, it, when you say the person should should be only be employed here, people can work at night, people can work over weekends. So now when they're in this program, it means that they have to their lives have got to come to a standstill and just focus on 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 this. And also, there's another criteria that in a family, only one person can 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 um, can 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 be taken in this program. We have, uh, as as the, the the other guest said earlier, we have child-headed uh, homes where you find three or four people in that home. I have I have 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 metric, so only one can 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 or, or can can be taken in this program. We feel it is unfair. Uh, that, you know, the criteria is really not assisting. All right. Nomusa, let's leave it there for this morning. I, I don't have a great line to you, but I think the point has been made. Ms. Maje? Um, thank you, Katie, and thank you for the input from Sadhu. I just want to indicate that we've presented this framework with the same criteria uh, to our stakeholders, including our, our teacher unions, uh, which we did not find any kind of um, comment that uh, that is aligned to um, what we have seen uh, lately. But I just want to understand also uh, where the colleagues are coming from. But I also want to indicate that uh, in phase one, when we implemented KETI, we found that in some of the schools, when we talk about selected few, this thing is so real. We have found that in some of the schools, they have just agreed we will appoint our, our own children in the project. And these are children of people who are able to either apply for, for, for the same funding or who, are, who have the funding to, to, to study. Some of them are actually even studying uh, whilst they were working in the initiative. But they are, they are working in the schools of their own parents. When we monitor... We have to find that and we had to deal with uh, that because we have clearly said that we cannot um, allow that people have unfair advantage. And if you find that the entire school has appointed people who are related to someone in the school, then you start asking questions. But again, let's go back. This is an initiative that gives the school assistance that are 15 a maximum you'll find 20 or, or maybe uh, in some of the provinces where we have um, high numbers of learners, we provided numbers that are as high as 30. But let's look at the community that the school is servicing. How many households are there that you will find that in that one specific house, they have three opportunities. When you go to the neighbor, there is no opportunity at all. Uh, but there are young people in that same household because they just don't know anyone else who can uh, assist them to get into the system. So we came with criteria that are the years in phase one, and we tried to workshop them in phase three just to ensure that uh, people who are implementing understand 
uh, the requirements that we are trying to reach as many people in communities right. as possible. Some of the people that we, that are in the in the initiative, I can just cite an example because I receive queries every time. And we have young people who are in the initiative. This young person is receiving NSFAS, and NSFAS is offering not only tuition, but they also offer accommodation in some instances. And they, they offer book allowance. And then the same young person took leave of two weeks to go and work in the census. And then they come back and say to the principal, you have to give me full um, allow, full stipend uh, because I took leave. But the contract that they signed has no way where it allows them to take the two weeks. But All let right. me also... Ms. Majek, I think, last I think point, you've made the point very briefly then. The last, last point is that when we were audited by the AGSA last year, one of the findings that we, we have received was that uh, there is no value for money for taking young people and put them in schools and they stay away for two weeks or three weeks to go and write exams and you pay them full full stipends. And some of the principals have actually complained, even SGP, in phase one, that you gave us people to manage and uh, to assist us. Now they're giving us problems. They stay away because they have to go and study. All right. Ms. Maje, I'm going to have to leave it there with you for this morning. I think you've had the opportunity of explaining uh, why the decisions uh, have been made in the way that they have been. Lala Maje is National Project Manager of the Presidential Youth Employment Initiative at the Department of Basic Education. I wonder what you make of that. Let me take a couple of your WhatsApp voice notes before I go to the phone lines.